0: Hey! Everyone in! Let's go! Huddle up on three! One, two, three! Huddle up! No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This
1: is your game now, gentlemen. They'll be calling this the save. The words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Jim, Dave, and Sean. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about this double? Yeah! 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 Hello everyone, welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast, live here on our Facebook page. We are glad to be here with you, live Wednesday, January 23rd, 2019. And we have tons to talk about tonight, including a missed call, a blown call, and a unanimous pick. But first, make sure you check out the sponsor of this show. They're the sponsor of our home network, and GSC Sports, Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out their Facebook page where you'll find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. You will find pillows, body pillows, neck pillows, home decor featuring your favorite sports teams, kids, cartoon or movie characters and much more. Log on to ngscsports Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage and place your order. Make sure you are following along with us on social media at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. If you are uh, with us in the live video, give that thing a share. We'd appreciate that so that uh, more and more people can be uh, be in the chat. Obviously. Some uh, some big stuff this past weekend and uh, some controversial stuff, so uh, we will get to that and we will get to uh, your calls if you want to do that. The number is 401-347-0613 and then enter PIN 29312. Again, 401-347-0613. Use PIN 29312. Uh, if you want to interact in the live video, we'd appreciate that and uh, just get as much reaction uh, as we can here tonight, because I think uh, this past weekend definitely is going to uh, bring up some reaction. But uh, before we do that, let's get Dave here on the line. Dave, how are you doing this week, bud? Jim,
0: we're doing well. Uh, I mean, it's another week in the, the sand here, and another uh, one football game left to go this year. I mean, it's crazy if the season's come and gone. Uh but uh it kind of uh listen to the intro there i was thinking about it and uh where's our co-host sean at he was all uh boastful and everything (laughs) at this time last year his uh chest was puffed out so much and his uh his ego was unbelievable and he's been uh quieter than a mouse this year
1: what uh what a difference a year makes when uh when your team is not a division champion not a conference champion and not a league champion but uh yeah. And,
0: not, uh, Dave, and not Dave's Super Bowl pick.
1: <laughs> uh, that too. And and obviously, uh, you picked one of the two teams that made it there. Uh, I didn't. I guess my sports jinx is back to working, which I'm totally fine with if you go back to our preseason picks. Um, but uh, And we're doing better than the Washington Capitals, man. Uh, th- this all-star break could not have come uh, at a better time for that team. But uh, we don't need to get into that. We can get into talking about... Uh, obviously, the games of this past weekend, the Rams and the Patriots moving on uh to the Super Bowl uh, where they will meet in a rematch of Tom Brady's first Super Bowl um but uh we we obviously because of the fallout of what happened in the NFC championship um and, and even obviously what happened in the AFC championship uh everything kind of revolving around the officiating in the uh, in the National Football League this past weekend, and the poll question I threw up there and and we got some some great responses uh uh positive response on on Facebook and Twitter polls. I said, should the NFL over time be changed to be more fair to both teams uh facebook seventy six percent of responders uh, were in favor of changing it, and on twitter eighty eight percent uh in favor of changing it uh to a a something more similar. Uh, uh, on the, along the lines of what you see in college football, so um, we will uh, we'll obviously talk about that. Let's talk about the NFC Championship here first. Of course, the Rams move on. the The biggest story coming coming out of this, Dave, of course, is the missed defensive pass interference call late in the game that that basically and I, and I, would have set up the Saints for what. Absolutely, would have most likely been the game. They they would have been able to run the clock down to two, a chip shot field goal, and the Saints move on uh, to the to the Super Bowl. But of course, the call was not made. Uh, then the game goes into overtime. Drew Brees throws the interception. The Saints kick a fifty-seven, uh, or excuse me, the Rams kick a fifty-seven-yard field goal that probably would have been good from about eighty. And, uh, and they move on, so look I- i'm not I'm not going to deny because there is no denial the, how bad the call was the missed call was because it was the, this was one of the most awful dreadful nightmare worst missed calls you that, that, that I have I have probably ever seen, but and and, and this, this is what I've been saying since Sunday afternoon is that call is not the reason that the Saints are not in the Super Bowl. They had a 13 point lead, a 13 to nothing lead at home in the NFC championship after the first quarter. They also got the ball at home in the NFC championship to start overtime and they blew both of those situations. Um, And you don't know what's going to happen with that field goal. You know, uh, Adam Vinatieri missed, and I get it was an out, uh, it was an outside game, but Adam Vinatieri missed from less than 30 yards last week. And I'll, I'll bring it up. Tony Romo bobbled a snap in Seattle and the Cowboys lost in Tony Romo's first playoff game. So just because it's a chip shot just because it's down near the goal line does not guarantee that the Saints finish that game if that calls me again as egregious as it was um i mean when when you when you saw it dave was your was your reaction about as uh, about the same as everybody else's just kind of in disbelief over how that that flag didn't come out especially in in today's NFL
0: Yeah, Jim, I mean it's it's uh it, it's very interesting because I mean we we go over these this feels like weekly about how we just want consistency and I don't know about you but um, after both these NFL games I'm confused on what pass interference <laughs> really is and what roughing the passer is. Right. Um, not not uh not again, you ask anyone on the Saints that has any kind of clash of character, I mean you ask Drew Brees, and I'm sure he's not happy about the pass interference call. But, um, I mean, we, we learned it in Little League. You, if you leave it up to the officials to make a call that decides the game, you have taken the, the, the game out of your hands and your control. Um, that's just a fact. Uh, I mean, I think the thing that has stood out, there, there's two things, comments I want to add on this. Um, one, I've seen a couple photos of after the game and after the Dome was empty, Drew Brees was out on the field playing with his kids afterwards. That yes, is
1: freaking I, awesome. Yeah, I, I've seen that picture, and and yeah that that's a that's a very real reminder that no matter what happens, um, you know it's it's a game, and, and these guys these guys are doing their job, and um, you know when you have kids, your your job is also to be a parent, and um, and and you know he's he no matter what he's feeling, uh, he was able to go out there and uh, have fun with this kid. It was an, it was an awesome picture. I didn't see any video, but it, somebody snapped a picture of it. And, uh, that was really cool.
0: So, so the, the other thing, and, um, again, you, you know, the sports wacko that I am, um, but the one game that I can remember offhand, and I'm going to get the year wrong um, but here's your homework assignment, Big Jim. Oh, great. Um, is is you, need to, you need to pull up the ending of the Miami-Ohio State College Football Championship game. I think it was 2002, something
1: like that. Was that the one um, when uh, McGahee blew his, blew his leg apart?
0: I think so, but I'm not positive it was the Got same it. game, but I think so. Um, but if, you, if there, there's a play near the end of the game where there was no pass interference, same type of thing in the end zone, Type of uh, thing, and three and a half, like it's like three seconds after the play's over, the flag just mysteriously flies in from the other side of the field. Uh, (laughs) Um, That's kind of like the only one that I can remember that's kind of as blatant as this. That, um, and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, but decided the game. Um, And and I remember talking about that um, a way back, you know, 15 years ago, way back when. Um, And again, we kind of came to the same conclusion that you were in the position to, to let the officials decide the game. And I mean, it was so bad that the, I think it was Ohio state had the ball and I think it was Miami was defending the Miami players were celebrating and then the flags flying in like it was that late. (laughs) So you have the homework that you have to put that up.
1: All right. I I will, uh, I will find that and then, and I will get it posted on, on our social medias, but yeah, it's, it's. You know, and again, I mean, in 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 today's NFL, even even if even if you want to say that the, the the official thought it was a bang bang play, and I get that that we we all have the hindsight of of, of seeing replay and different angles from cameras and things like that. So let's just pretend for a second that he thought it was a bang bang play. Um, the the thing that these officials are like supposed to be programmed beyond programmed. To uh, to see and to catch and to call is helmet to helmet stuff, and th- and that was as as much of a launch and helmet to helmet as it was pass interference. So like you had two of, of the most uh, uh, egregious things that you can call, and these officials in the NFL right, wrong, or indifferent. That's not what the argument is, or the the debate or discussion, because I guess there's not really much of an argument that it was pass interference. But they 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 will. Always call in favor of the offense. Like if it's if it's even somewhat questionable. How many times have we seen a a a great defensive play and and a receiver or tight end or running back coming out of the backfield gets up and looks for that flag and and it and the flag is thrown late. We have seen that so many times from the officials in this league, and for whatever reason, on a on a Sunday afternoon in the NFC Championship game. With the home team on offense, and and I'm not saying that the home team should get favors from the officials. I want consistency, and I want things called correctly. But you have two officials within like seven yards of of, of what happened, and you, and you can't tell me that one of them uh didn't see it. Like it, it just, yeah, it it does. It it blows me away how how sometimes um. You know, some of these things can happen. I I, I don't, I, I I truly don't get it. Um, again, and, and I and I and I went back and forth. I was going back and forth with with people on 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 Twitter on on Sunday and Monday, and you know, everybody wants to say that this was the only reason. Again, it, it wasn't the only reason. Was it? A, was it a big big moment? A Black eye on 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 the NFL, absolutely. But the people, there's people who are trying to discredit the Rams and say that they're not a the rightful NFC champion or anything like that. And they could those people couldn't be more off base. Because here's the thing: the Rams and 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 you know and and uh, Roby Coleman, uh, Nikkel Roby Coleman didn't do. And when I say this, obviously he committed a penalty, but he didn't do anything wrong from a team standpoint. He was probably getting beat. Maybe he would have made the play if he would have turned. But his job is is to pre- to prevent a touchdown at that point, and that's what he did. It's not his job to throw the flag. So, and 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 again, both teams had the same opportunity at the start of overtime, and the Saints even had a better one because they started with the ball they threw a pick the rams are the nfc champion the rams should not have any sort of asterisk on that championship and if they go on to win the super bowl they shouldn't have an asterisk on that either um and, and i think the reaction to that is is a little bit uh, is is a little bit sad from sports media like trying to discredit the rams the rams did their job
0: hell yeah if they beat- Freaking
1: foam! <laughs> yeah, how mad are you about that? We'll get there. Trust me, we'll get there. But Dave, this is something so I- you've
0: been you've been rambling enough on this. Um, moral of the story is um, the call had had a good impact on the game, but it wasn't the game itself. Correct. And the other piece that we have to say too is these officials want nothing less than to call the game to the best of their ability and to go home to their family. Um, they don't want to be in the media like this.
1: Right? Exactly. Exactly. They they didn't they. The last thing they want is is to go out and, and be the story like they, no, nobody wants that. Like, you know, it's it's especially in, in the social media world where you can post the picture of every official and harass them and things like like it's it's and I and I hope that it's not happening. I'm not saying that it is, but I hope that's not happening. But, Dave, something that I saw, um, I, I think it came out on Monday or Tuesday that I wanted to bring up with you um. Because of, of of your propensity for, for this uh this sort of thing, again for entertainment purposes. Um but uh Points Bet USA in, in based out of New Jersey um is issuing refunds um for uh bets on the New Orleans Saints due to the the blown call. Um the company announced what it calls a quote good karma payout due to an unlikely event that swayed the result of a game uh points bets did not say how much uh the refunds will cost uh the money. Of course, this move is the latest attention-grabbing payout by a New Jersey sports betting operator as numerous firms vie for market share and attention in the fast-growing market. Um look, I'm I'm not I'm not the most versed in uh sports gambling or anything of the sort, but doesn't doesn't this this ruling and this decision set somewhat of a dangerous precedent for, from, from, this, from this firm and, and I, I guess, potentially any others that could, could do this in the future? Like, it, to me, it just...
0: So, so your answer is no. Um, reason being that the same thing happened um, after their college football regular season. There were a couple of sports books who actually paid out the Alabama national title tickets. So, that worked well. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a a pure PR stunt. Um, These books are starting up. So whether I mean, you're talking, I I bet that there are very few accounts on the books um, that they paid out five figure plus wages, wagers, if that makes sense. And quite frankly, I mean, it's a pain to get money off of online sites, generally speaking, um, from what I hear, of course. Um, right, right. but for, for the other aspect of it too, I mean, think about what's coming up. Um, you're going to, your handle as the sports book is going to be huge for the Super Bowl. I mean, even if you had, even if you had a million dollar liability on the Saints and you just gave out, um, and I'm trying to do quick math, but you gave out a thousand dollars to 10,000 customers, you're probably getting all that back between now and the Super Bowl. I mean, they're going to, they're going to pick a side or, or they're going to play a ton of pop, props because they have a ton of, uh, extra money in their account. Now you're going to get that all wagered back um, and you're going to get loyalty to it that, Hey, Oh shit, I'm out of money. Um, they paid me out this one time. I'm going to put more on, or I'm looking for a sports book. How does this, you know, that type of thing. So it is a um, as competitive as the New Jersey market is right now, it's probably a decent PR move. Um, but I can guarantee you that they, uh, they knew the liability prior to making that decision. And it probably didn't hurt them nearly as bad as as one thinks, but um, I have absolutely no clue to be honest. Um, I really like the under of that game, so I was pleasantly <laughs> pleased with that outcome. All
1: right, very good. Yeah, just uh, wanted to get a little clarification on that because when I when I saw it, it was kind of something that struck me as odd. But again, for me, I'm 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 not versed in that world at all. Uh, so uh, good clarification there. Probably one of the yeah,
0: and I know. Uh, i know that the books had a lot of money on the over which they uh they were cleaning up one so i mean and i would bet that if they're making a pr move like that they still made out pretty well this weekend so
1: i, I would imagine because yeah there there had to be a fair number of, of those of those payouts and those refunds so you're you're uh, you're not doing that if you didn't have a good weekend either way um the probably the and then the last thing on the NFC Championship the there was a uh, quite a funny moment. Of course, Todd Gurley and I and I and I think I put the picture on our social media. Um, posted a picture of the you know the the jersey swaps. It was him and uh, and the and the head official and Mike Francesa thought the picture was real, and uh, and I'm sure you can find the clips, um, be it on YouTube or something. But kind of went off about how you know, classless it was of Todd Gurley to jersey swap with a referee. And then they came back from break and he had to correct himself because somebody was like, dude, that's not a real picture. So uh, if you're not a Francesa guy or even if you are, it's a pretty funny clip Um, when, uh, you know, old man yelling at computer, not realizing what uh, what's photoshopped and what isn't. Um so yeah Jim so the the biggest question with the, with with that name that you mentioned Todd
0: Gurley is what is his health for the Super Bowl? I mean that's that's a huge huge question for the handicapping and determining who wins the game in my opinion. So um don't want to go down that path right now but uh something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah absolutely obviously was was less than effective CJ Anderson for the for the uh second straight week um in the playoffs handled a lot of the duties there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a storyline for next week, one that we'll definitely pay attention to and talk about uh, next Wednesday night uh, as we prepare uh, for the uh, for the Super Bowl and our predictions on that. Uh, let's go to the AFC Championship, of course. Uh, to most people's um, frustration, Tom Brady and the Patriots win again and uh, head to their head to another Super Bowl. Their their ninth um, with uh, Brady and Belichick, which is just. A staggering number, considering every other team in the NFL, the most they've ever made it to is eight. So, um, pretty pretty wild stuff there. Love them or not, you got to give them a little bit of credit. But obviously, um, you know the, the the call heard around the world on this one um, was a penalty that was correctly called, and that was a, an offsides on D Ford on a on an interception late in the game that would have sealed it up for the Kansas City Chiefs and would have sent the Patriots home. And, you know, this was the correct call. Like, there was people um, that I saw reacting saying that, like, oh, of course the Patriots got a call in their favor. I'm not going to be wrong. They did. There was a couple that they did. Um, but back and forth. The, the the officiating this weekend in both games was bad both ways. So I don't think that that, you know, it was one of these – you know blank team uh, uh you know paid off the officials or anything of the sort but the uh the offsides call was legit and you you got to absolutely feel horrible for D Ford um but um you know and then, and then obviously the reaction coming out of this game is, is the overtime rule and we've seen this reaction before when it's happened in the past of course cuz the Patriots won the toss they go right down the field they score a touchdown the Chiefs never touch the ball um, and you know, I've never, I've never liked, I especially didn't like it when, when a field goal could, could, uh, send it away, but I've, I've never been the biggest fan of, of the NFL overtime rule. I, I much prefer the way college does it. And, and I think that, you know, if I'm voting in our poll, my vote goes to the, the change it, but I don't think you should do I think you should do it from like the 40 or the 45, or maybe even the 50 to start out, um, and each team gets possession and, and, and you go from there, but, um, you know, there was a, there was a bad roughing the passer call that, that the Patriots got in their favor. Of course, he had the Edelman, the muffed punt that was, or wasn't touched. I mean, there was, there was so many storylines in this game. Um, you know the, everybody thought the NFC title game was going to be the craziest one after watching it in the, the AFC title games like uh, here hold my beer <laughs> so um but you know what what is to you Dave what is the biggest storyline or or what whatever coming out of uh coming out of the AFC title game
0: Jim I'm I really don't know what the biggest storyline is. I mean, it's just I I think uh you know, I'm not going to admit it, but I, I think it's just how um legendary the the dazzling duo is in New England. I mean, this team is not very good on paper, but somehow they just keep winning. Yeah. And I mean, uh they, all of a sudden uh Sony Michelle looks awesome and um he's probably going to gash the rams in the super bowl cuz they don't i mean that's their weakness with a run defense yeah. hint i like the over prop on his rushing yards offense <laughs> cuz uh billy b's going to know that and just uh fire away at random uh so any any new england running back uh uh jam away also uh i i hope they put it up again this year but uh, my biggest prop last year was uh foam over half a yard rushing um <laughs> that was a killer where it win and i think it took him two and a half seconds to run that half a yard but um the guy's going to either get out of the pocket and have to take a little bit of a rush somewhere or he's going to have that qb sneak and uh that counts for a yard as far as i know so um that is another uh good prop to get when you can get your hands on it but uh kind of the biggest story coming out of this is i thought uh given all the pressure and everything, uh, I thought Patrick Mahomes looked pretty good, uh, which is being vastly overshadowed. Um, you got to think about the pressure, the weather and everything. Um, but, uh, he, he looked pretty good. And, uh, the, the coaching and the, the changes that Andy Reid made at halftime, uh, actually looked pretty good. And I mean, the poor man needs a Super Bowl, Uh, Andy <laughs> Reid kind of deserves one, but, uh, that uh jackass in new england keeps getting
1: in his way yeah and i think yeah that 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 is a great thing and that i'm glad you pointed that out because it does it does has kind of gotten lost uh this week of course with with you know it being new england again but yeah i mean the the patriots scored with what like a minute six or less than a minute to go and 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 the chiefs went down and, and made it enforced overtime so you know it's you know, the, the, that's, Mahomes, Mahomes has a pair
0: on him, man. He's got a pair the, yeah, on. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's the stuff you can't teach. You know that 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 level of kind of ice in your veins. And I get being at home; it's probably a little bit easier. But man, you can't you can't teach that at you know your your fir- your first year in the playoffs when you're in in that big of a spotlight. And and he sh- he shined, man. He really did. Like, and that's another reason why. You know, and 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 I get people can call it recency bias or what have you, but like I love, I I love the idea of of both teams having a chance, even if even if you do one overtime, you know, in the style of college, and and then you know, I, I, like you know, some somehow change it, but you know, what, how awesome would it have been after so that that Patriots drive I, for Mahomes to get the ball.
0: I saw on Twitter, and I am fullheartedly behind this. If you can figure out how to do it, okay. Um, and it's on Twitter, so it has to be a valid idea, of course. Um, but it, how sweet would that that Patriots Chiefs game have been? That you have to win by thirteen? Oh, <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah! In, in in overtime. I mean, just something like that. Maybe we finally get our get our our, our wish that Brady would have had to retire. But um, <laughs> I mean, I. Kind of going back and forth on it. I mean, I get both sides of it. I don't, I don't know that I would change the regular season aspect of this. But how do you do a playoff game? I mean, it, maybe instead of the back, it, maybe instead of the college rules, you do a at the end of 15 minutes, this is what the final score is going to be type of thing. You do you know what I mean? Like I don't know that you do the college back and forth because how long does that go? Um, especially with how NFL and offensive-heavy the NFL is right now, um, my 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 fear is that you're five, six, seven overtimes in type of thing, and you're gonna you're gonna have a team win. I don't want to say that it doesn't deserve to win, but you're gonna have a team win on a fluke play due to freaking exhaustion that, that they've now played the equivalent of two whole games type of thing. And I, again, yeah. I'm just shooting out my mouth here. Yeah, no, um, I... but.
1: Well, that's where I think I don't know what the answer is. That's where I think if, if you know, because starting at the twenty-five, the, the, you know that AFC title game would still be going on. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, all these days later. But I, I think if you start them from the forty or the forty-five, um, and 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 then you know, once you get to the if it goes to the a third overtime, move them to the fifty. Like, I get defenses are going to be getting tired, but if you have a longer field, I, I, I think it's going to would maybe lend itself to to not as many multiple overtime games just because you know the defense is you know maybe able to make a play I don't know and 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 again maybe it's you know you do you do you know one possession and then you know and then after after that yeah after that you do a sudden death or you just play one extra quarter and then from there I I don't know like, you know because it is hard, and and I get the NFL's competition committee is is hell bent on this, uh, you know, sudden death. You got to hang on to every play and this and that. Because I mean, when you look at the NFC title game. You know, both teams did touch the ball, so you know, and 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 let's also remember too, Kansas City, they, they don't have the best defense. You know, the, the, there was three third and tens on that overtime drive for the Patriots, and you know, they converted all three of them. So it's not like the defense wasn't, you know, hadn't stopped them on first and second down. It's just the Chiefs' defense hasn't been very good all year. And, and when you have a bad defense in the New England Patriots, that's going to be a lethal combination for the team going up against them. But, yeah, I, I don't know what the answers are. Um, You know, it's – Well, it's, Jim,
0: what's, clearly, um, clearly we should have a skills competition and who could uh, – who could hit the upright the most times, kicking it from the 35-yard line. And well, then uh, the Bears would and, finally play, get their Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll play a game of horse or pig or something. Uh, was, why don't we end the game on field goal kicks or something in a competition in a skills competition like we have in the NHL? How much fun would that be to listen to the griping?
1: Oh, my God. Well, at least the NHL is smart that, that you don't do that in the postseason. It's not soccer, for God's sakes. Um, and and let, let's also, Dave, just take a minute and, and – how how freaking great was Tony Romo in the in the broadcast booth? Like, I, I I swear I've I've felt like I've learned more in the last two years about about football and and maybe even about myself. I don't know. Just just listening to that guy call a game. Um, I mean it 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 it's truly spectacular and and it doesn't it doesn't surprise me and and it's not. That I'm a cowboys fan. it's the fact that you have the only quarterback, and then I think that's the key thing, the only quarterback who's played in this era who's in a broadcast booth right now, uh you know because he knows how to read the the defense and what defenses are doing and how offenses are adjusting to those looks and et cetera, but it's it you know it's it is it's incredible to watch a guy tell you what is about to happen. As opposed to trying to react to what just happened,
0: but yet this guy can't catch a snap to win a playoff game. So just throwing that out wow. there. I'm just as wow. surprised the mic hasn't. Wow. <laughs>
1: wow! 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 Now you think you son of a bitch, you did bring up uh, prop bets, uh, and here's just a couple. We'll, we'll go over some more, of course, next week as we prepare. Uh, for for the Super Bowl, um, and since uh, I was talking about Tony Romo, um, how many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict uh, during the game? the uh, The over under mark is at seven and a half, so the over is uh, minus one forty, the under is even. Uh, how many replays will be shown of Ted Rath, who is the uh, assistant coach or or something on the? Ram staff that it is his job to make sure Sean McVay doesn't uh get run into or run into referees and get a penalty uh how many replays will be shown of Ted Rath holding Sean McVay back uh over one and a half is minus one seventy five under one and a half is uh plus one thirty five I'd take i i i I would probably hammer the over in that one. I feel like that's one of those things in the Super Bowl that they'll love to show um Will any scoring drive take less time than it takes Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? Yes is minus one ten. No is minus one thirty. Um this this is this is a fun one. Uh, total Donald Trump tweets on Super Bowl Sunday. Over six is minus one twenty, under six is minus one twenty. Um will either kick or hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point. Yes is plus three seventy-five, no is minus 605 and then which commercial will appear first uh Budweiser plus 150 Bud Light plus 210 Stella Artois plus 400 Michelob Ultra plus 400 uh or the Bon & Viv spiked seltzer plus 400 and there's a there's a bunch of those like there was like a Turkish Airlines and WeatherTech one I think there was like a Coke versus Pepsi Uh, so, so if you're, if you're into those sort of things, you know, it's something you should look forward to. I always like taking some sort of sheet like that, uh, or just taking like a stack of, uh, dollar bills to, to a Super Bowl party and just going like, you know, dollar says it's going to be heads. Who's in. And then, you know, you end up, I think one year I won about like seven or eight bucks from, uh, from the party I was at. But yeah, we'll go over more, um, prop bets next week as we prepare for the, uh, for the super bowl Dave any any other thoughts in the NFL there's only a couple more uh stories outside of the NFL that I have and then we're going to get out of here uh we'll make it a light week this week as we'll have uh, plenty to talk about next week
0: yeah Jim I don't think uh I don't think much uh obviously the prop bets are are starting to come in and uh I'm not much of a uh gig gig for lack of better terms on the ones that you went over but uh there are some value in some of the uh actual player prop that um, I think we did pretty good uh, dissecting them last year. I think we got seven out of 10, right? So uh, that was pretty good news for the, uh, the listeners. I've obviously given a couple that I like at this point in time.
1: Yeah. We'll get, um, yeah, but, yeah, we'll get uh, to some more of the, we'll get there f- the next football week. ones next week. Uh, but the XFL, obviously a year away from, uh, from returning the AAF is just a couple of weeks away, but the um, Vince McMahon's professional football league is uh, reportedly negotiating a TV deal uh, with major networks, according to sports business journal, the, uh, XFL is in serious discussion with both Fox and ESPN per the report if ESPN lands, the rights, the XFL games will air, uh, on ESPN and also ABC, uh, but not ESPN plus, which is the sports networks, uh, streaming service. Uh, a Fox deal would also put the XFL on both the Fox network and FS one, um, the uh, decision could be announced uh, as early as next week. Uh, you know, I think trying to get their name out there during Super Bowl week is probably not a terrible idea. Um, but it is worth noting that the WWE and Fox have uh, gotten cozy as of late as they formed a $1 billion uh, contract to air the WWE's SmackDown Live. Uh, Program that'll uh, move to Fox in October. So that could potentially maybe have a play a little bit in uh, where the XFL ends up. And of course, the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, that starts the week after the Super Bowl uh, on CBS and CBS Sports. So uh, just because the NFL is going away does not mean that football is going away. We'll have some coverage of that. But of course, Dave, uh, I think we would be. Uh, you know, not, not very good at what we do, uh, or worse at what we do than we already are, depending how you look at it. If we didn't at least mention, uh, the baseball hall of fame class of 2019 was announced yesterday. Um, and obviously the most noteworthy here, Mariano Rivera, the first ever unanimous, uh, inductee, 100% of the uh, baseball writers votes. Um, of course the uh, legendary closer from the Yankees played from 95 to 2013, Roy Halladay posthumously getting inducted from the, of course played for the blue Jays and the Phillies from 98 to 2013. He received 85.4% of the vote. Edgar Martinez, most notably who played with the Seattle Mariners in 1987 through 2004. Um, also received 85.4% and Mike Mussina. Full-time DH, baby. Darn right. And uh, Mike Musina, pitcher, of course, played uh, a great portion of his career with the Baltimore Orioles, finished with the Yankees uh, from 91 till 2008. He received 76.7 of the vote. They joined uh, Harold Baines and Lee Smith, who were, of course, the Veterans Committee uh, inductees announced earlier. Um, but I, I, I think the thing that – and, again, I'm not – I'm not the the biggest scholar on the uh, baseball Hall of Fame but I think the thing that surprised me it was that he that R- Rivera was the first unanimous from the baseball writers like and, and don't get me wrong I'm not try, I'm not discrediting that that he deserved to be unanimous but the fact that there's a lot of other names out there in the history of this of uh, of America's pastime uh that are in the Hall of Fame that were not unanimous is probably more uh, egregious, but, uh, this is a solid class, man. And I saw it came out today. Um, cause I think yesterday it was reported that Halliday would go in, uh, as a blue Jay. Um, uh, but the, it was announced today that he is going to go in, uh, with no assigned team on, uh, on his placard. So, um, that, that, you know, his, his time in Philly and in Toronto, he, uh, meant kind of equally to him. So, uh, that was of note as well. Uh is is undecided at this point um I would love to see him go in as an Oriole but uh I, I I wouldn't be shocked if he went in as a Yankee either obviously um winning a winning a title there so um solid class Dave any I mean obviously he's, like you said career DH with with Edgar uh it was spectacular at what he did um I mean this this is this is this is a this is a real real strong class
0: yeah, Jim, this is a good class without a doubt. A um, couple comments. comments. Um, I, I kind of echo what you do, um, what, what you say. Um, actually, I'm going to touch on Edgar first. Obviously, being sure. a Mariners fan, uh, this has been a long time coming. I believe this was his actual last year or second to last year on the ballot. Um, so very, very happy for Edgar. Um, I saw somewhere, and I think I retweeted it potentially. Uh, I'm terrible at retweeting, but uh, I, I think I saw somewhere that of the three Uh, pitchers going into the Hall of Fame, all three of them, Edgar had a uh, on-base plus plus slugging of 940 or above against the three of them combined. Wow. Um, That is insane. Um, But uh, I I mean, I think that Edgar just revolutionized um, the DH position and kind of paved the way for some others, and uh, the man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, He's revolutionary at that position. Um, Kind of going the next step then, um, I, um, I mean, Griffey was my idol, um, boyhood hero, everything. And he got elected, uh, I believe it was two years ago. Um, I'm a little fuzzy on the dates, but I believe it was two years ago to the Hall of Fame. Um, and he got all but three of the votes. Um, so to see, obviously, I'm, um, I don't want to say partial. That it, it, It's something that, uh, a record that got taken from Griffey type of thing. Um, but though I, 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 I remember when the election results came out and there were three writers and you knew who the three writers were who, uh, did not vote for him. They got chastised by the media. Um, so there's absolutely no doubt that, uh, I, I told, uh, I actually think I told our buddy Jason that, uh, you know, when the next big name comes up, he's going to get a hundred percent because you're not going to want to be on that list. And, um, I mean, it's a little ridiculous that, uh, the, these names and everything were released, but it's also at the same point, uh, kind of accountability piece. That if, how, how do you, how are you a baseball writer that has a voting power and you don't vote for Mo? Um, right. But at, at the same time, um, how many true first ballot Hall of Famers are there at the moment in the game of baseball? Yeah. I mean, the, the only one that really, um, well, there's a couple, um, Jeter, obviously, you, you probably have pool holes. Um, yeah. just given the length of time and everything, but, um, beyond that, how many sure fire first ballot hall of famers are there at this very point in time? Well,
1: and I it, mean, and it, especially it, because you're, you're, you're coming through that, that point where it was the, the steroid era, you know, and, and it's, it's become evident that those guys are are going to have a hard time getting in bonds, still not in Clemens, still not in, um, and you know, it, it is. It's. It's. I, I. I don't know currently. You know that how many? You're right. How many? You, you name, or uh, first balloters? Now here, Dave. This. These, these are the guys. I mean, of course, you said Griffey had 99.32 percent. These are the the players in the in the history of of, of baseball that have had 95 percent or better. Honus Wagner, 95.13. Babe Ruth, 95.13. Steve Carlton, uh, 95.82. Johnny Bench, 96.42. Mike Schmidt, 96.52. Maddox, 97.19. Chipper Jones, 97.2. Randy Johnson, 97.2. Tony Gwynn, 97.61. Hank Aaron, uh, 97.8. George Brett, 98.1. Ty Cobb, 98.2. Cal Ripken Jr., 98.5. Uh, Nolan Ryan ninety eight point seven nine, and uh, Tom Seaver ninety eight point eight four. Like the 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 fact that that any number of those is especially the ones like who are in the ninety eights, like Brett Cobb, Ripken, Ryan Seaver, Griffey. Like to me, those guys are are one hundred percent. Like I I just don't understand, and and obviously I'm not in the position to be a baseball writer. I'm not. The biggest baseball fan in the entire world, but man, like those names, just to me are like, yes, those are Hall of Famers. Like, you know, I, I you know what I mean. I mean, Willie Mays at ninety four. I mean, how, how are these guys? You know how how can you how can you not be have those guys as Hall of Famers? How can you say no? Like it, that, they just it does it. It, it boggles my mind. And even some of these ones down in the, in the eighties, I mean, there's numbers down in the eighties that, 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 that kind of surprised me. Um, you know, Mickey Mantle, one of them that, that, that jumps out. I mean, Ozzy Smith was down at, at 90%. Like, I'm just like, there's just, yeah, I, 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 and I don't know all the qualifications. I don't probably know exactly, uh, you know exactly what all goes into it but it, it just i don't understand saying no to, to to some of these guys
0: yeah jim and i i mean i'm only going off of what i remember reading when uh, it was griff obviously um but i remember a couple of the, i think it was two of the three guys that voted no for griffey um a i think they've been replaced since then i could be wrong on that that's the piece i'm not sure of um but i do remember that they came out or the media reported that they didn't believe in first ballot hall of famers which to me, okay, if, if that's your belief, fair enough, um, but you're, you're you're kind of saying, hey, this guy's a Hall of Famer, he just shouldn't be a first ballot one, um, so you're kind of defeating, you're contradicting yourself with your vote type of thing, um, but just in, I mean, to me, what's the big difference between, you know, getting 95 and 100? It's, it, it means no difference. You don't get a, a you know, I mean, Mo doesn't get a plaque on his, um or a plaque on his plaque that says, oh, 100% type of thing. He still gets True. a, a True. plaque, and that's all you care about type of thing. Um, But I agree. I mean, how do you not vote for him? But um, I think a lot that had to do with it is the the chastation that uh, the couple guys took from uh not voting for Griff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and maybe that'll have – and again, not not that there's a lot of uh, you know, first ballot guys or unanimous guys that are, you know, still out there at least at this point. Um, you know, for the for the foreseeable future, but um, you know, maybe that impacts uh voting beyond this year. Um, Dave, I I I don't have much else for this week. I don't think I have anything else for this week. If there's anything you want to add, I think uh the the focus is uh to get ready for next week and and, and to preview the Super Bowl, uh, will it be the upstart Rams or the uh, the crafty veteran uh, New England Patriots? That was different than uh, you know six, sixteen years ago.
0: Yeah, Jim. So uh, I I don't have anything other than I got to throw a stat out there. The last time that the Rams and the the Patriots uh, uh, played in the Super Bowl, LT Gray won two majors. So um,
1: beauty, wouldn't
0: that be? Wouldn't that be a
1: summer man? Beauty, beauty, beauty. I think what this weekend the uh, the Phoenix Open. That's always a fun watch. That's always a fun so. watch. Should take my. I'll probably take my iPad to work tomorrow just for that. Give me something to do. <laughs> All right, Dave. Uh, huddle up, Dave on uh, Twitter. Right. You got it, man. We'll uh,
0: chat with everyone next week. And we'll have some uh, killer props to break down. All
1: right, perfect. Talk to you next week, bud. I ask him to do it for us. We appreciate you uh, listening to us and uh, voting in our polls and interacting with us on social media. Again, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. I am at Big Jim Sports. Dave is at Huddle Up Dave. Make sure you're also following along to our home network, NGSC Sports, at NGSC Sports.com and on Twitter and Facebook at NGSC Sports. And their sponsor and the sponsor of this show, Alicia's Pillows and Things. You can head over there and you'll find great home decor at prices you will not, not get upset about. Great, great stuff. Uh, There you'll find pillows and stools featuring your favorite sports teams. Also, you'll see sets with your kids' favorite cartoon or movie characters. You can get full body and neck pillows and much more. Head to NGSCsports.com. Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage. Place your order. Let them know we sent you. And guys... Enjoy the Pro Bowl and uh, hockey uh, all-star festivities if you're into that sort of thing. I'll wait until Real Sports resumes. Uh, but until uh, next week, stay safe, stay smart, go for the win.